Well, welcome to Covenant Church. I know I see a few visitors, um, but most of y'all are, are regulars. I know I look physically like Jeremy, Pastor Jeremy. <laughs> Listen, but if you just look at my face, it's not him. But the rest of me kind of looks, you know, looks the same. So just don't get us confused. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> he said something. We, I, I've been leaving them alone unless they text me. And so uh, he said something about, uh, what was he? Oh, he said, uh, he texted me and said something about, they may not want us back after tonight. And I said, I said, trust me, I'll make them want you back by after the night's over and, and the office workers and all that. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a fun week, man. If you ever, ever want to know how busy they are during a week, let them let you let them go on vacation again and put you kind of taking their spot. Woo! It's fun though. I enjoy it. I've enjoyed it this week. Phone starts ringing about seven every morning, and 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 it keeps going through my work, my regular job, and uh, and it that's okay. That is man. It's been a you'd think you get tired and you really you really not. It's it's really strength. Um, God gives you the ability to go through that kind of stuff even when you're not used to it. So. Um, so there, uh, obviously, Jeremy and Bree are in Branson, Missouri. They left Sunday right after church, and uh, uh, she said they've been, I think, sleeping late, maybe, and we're kind of resting in the morning, and then they go maybe see sightseeing in the afternoons, and uh, I think they were going to some uh, Esther. I think it was a show. They were going to tonight. I think it was tonight. Um, so they've just been getting a lot of rest, not answering their, you know, obviously turning their phones off, which is what they need. Uh, need some, need a break. And uh, I'm not sure if this is what they're doing, but you ever, like the Amish, you know, they would go through, uh, like when they're adolescents, they go through rum springa or something like that. I can't even say, huh? Rum springa. I, I was trying to say it like I'm from the north. Right? And, oh, well, then you got it. You, you, right? And so that's like when they, they like, I guess they get like a pass to go sin. Uh, do whatever they want to do. And then they, I think after it, and it can last for however long they want it, want it to last, and then they decide at the end of it whether they want to stay in the church or whether they want to not be in the church. So I don't know if that's what Bree and Jeremy are doing. I kind of put it on like, she, now, and the reason I said that is she, she texted me this morning and said, said, hey, we're praying for you, you know, we know everything will be, be good, and, and uh, we're praying for strength and all that kind of stuff, and I was like, you mean y'all didn't get off a week for praying? I was like, y'all didn't take a week off from praying? So uh, that's just what, I know it was ignorant, I was just trying to make y'all laugh at the very first, okay, it's just, it's just what I'm trying to do, all right, get us off on the right foot. All right, so um, you can put that up. You can go ahead and put that up and leave it. So um, I think we're actually starting a new series, or I, and I say we. I just happen to be the first one to do it. But uh, when I talked to Bree about uh, something that I had in mind, I just I just and said, "Hey, listen, if y'all ever are gone, um, I am working on something," and. Uh, 
she asked me what it was about, and, and I told her, and she said, well, it's funny, I'm finna start a series on that. And I said, well, that's great. She said, she thought she was going to start it last week, but we had the pool party, we didn't have everybody here, so she wanted to finish, I think it is time, right? And then what, what we were doing the last, the last few weeks, she, wanted, she finished that out and said, well, she said, update, I'm not going to start that, so you can start it. And, uh, and it'll just be whatever you're teaching is what it's going to be. And so I think it's, I don't know what she's going to call the whole series, but it's, it's going to be about light. And so I came up with that. I don't even know if it means anything good, but give them light, okay? So this is what we're going to talk about now. We're going to have a lesson, a little bit of a lesson from the Bible, but you may know how to t- do photography by the end of this too. All right, so... In, in my job, um, in my job for almost 20 years, I have to take a lot of pictures of crime scenes. And, uh, and you know, crime doesn't happen in the daytime just all the time. It happens at night for the most part. And, uh, and we can't, Todd, you know, we can't wait till in the morning to go, you know, to go take pictures of the crime scene and, and things like that. So, um, so throughout my career, I've gone to several photography classes. That's very important when you get to court, that you have a, a good depiction of, of the crime scene, how, how it was. That way, you know, the 12 people that you're talking to and the judge, they can think that they were there at that time. And um, so it's very important to do that. Um, because I don't teach very often, I'm going to take a step back. And, uh, and I'm going to pray first. I don't, that's, that's what, what we need to do. And, uh, and I'm just going to go ahead and do it now and take a break. Lord, we thank you today. We, we come to you today. We ask that you speak what you want them to hear through me. It's not about me. It's about you. It's not about this church. It's about you. Help us to speak. Help me to speak what you want them to hear and help them to receive it in your name. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Thanks for letting me reverse and do that right all right so let me let me do some scripture first i'm gonna hit you with several scriptures and maybe even uh some long stuff but we're gonna we're gonna kind of set a foundation okay and hopefully it it does that and i'm i'm gonna move and talk quick and uh and we're just gonna go first we're gonna start off so lexi was saying hey jeremy give me your scriptures so we can put them up put them up on the on the screen when you're teaching and I was like, man, I got so many. You know, I mean, it's like trying to talk about light and Jesus and all that. And it all goes together and it's all in the Bible. And uh, I was like, all right, how about this? Go up there and put Genesis 1 and 1 and then put Revelations. And there'll be somewhere in there. I'll get, I'll get to it. And I uh, may not get to it in an hour. but we'll. So we are going to start at Genesis 1 and 1. So I'm going to read Genesis 1 through 1, 1 through 5. And... I mean, this is not something we haven't heard if you've been in the church any point in time. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light, right? And what happened when he said, let there be light? There was light. Simple as that. And God saw that the light was good. And so he separated the light from darkness. He called the light day and he called the darkness night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. 
All right? So, it was dark. He formed it. God formed the earth, and it was still dark. And then he spoke light, and the light, because it came from God, had the authority to rule over darkness. Okay? Let's go to 1 John 1, 5 through 9, and if, if listen, if I just get on a tangent and I go, tell me to stop. Listen, so you can write it down or do whatever you want to do. Uh, because I'm going to, if I just keep going, I'm just going to keep sweating. So, all right. <laughs> it's all right. I'm, I'm used to sweating. I'm big. All right. This is First uh, John 1, 5 through 9. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness... We lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another in the blood of Jesus. His son purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us, uh, faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So what I'm trying to do, I'm just trying to establish with you the link between God and light. The link between Jesus and light. That that they are light. And that there is no darkness in them at all. And that when it boils down to it, God not only created light, but he created darkness. Does everybody, does everybody understand that? Just like God created Lucifer. Right? So if I created it, then I have control over it. And it has to submit to me. Whether good or bad. Okay? So let's just make that, let's understand that. Let's, let's, let's now correlate, let, let's do another verse to set the foundation that Jesus, God, you know, we all know they're one, and they are light, okay? John 1, I'm, I'm going to skip one, I'm going to skip the Matthew 1 and go to John 1 if you can. John 1, 1 through 5, again it's a common verse, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Who's the Word? Jesus is the Word. So Jesus, in the beginning, was with God. And Jesus was God, which is why I said a while ago, that's all one. Okay? He was God in the beginning. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So that's saying the darkness can't overcome the light. That was the Word. The Word is Jesus. Jesus was with God in the very beginning. Jesus was not just, did not just come about halfway through the Bible. He was with God from the beginning. 
The new covenant tells us about the old covenant that Jesus was in the that Jesus was a part of it. Isaiah prophesied in his prophecies about the coming, about Jesus coming back before Jesus came. Because he was already there. I mean, it, I know that can get confusing. I get it. That can, that can get a little confusing. It's like you knew what you knew when you know well, back then, but you knew what you didn't know. But I mean, you know, it's kind of like saying like that. But if you read it, if you start reading the Scriptures and you, and you get into the Word and you get into the presence, things will make sense if you rightly divide the Word of God. Right, Brother Jack? Is that right? Brother Jack put stuff on the thing, man. Woo, he put stuff on his Facebook. That'll just get you. That boy, that, that man delves into it, man. Brother Wes sends us stuff. I don't know half the stuff you send me, Brother Wes. I'm just going to be honest with you. You're up at a level that I can't even... All right. John 8 and 12, it also says that Jesus spoke, and He says, I am the light of the world. Just simple as that. Okay, again, I'm just setting the foundation. If you follow Him, you'll never walk in what? Darkness. All right. Then Jesus talks, um, talks to us a little bit in Matthew, and He tells us that when we become His people, He tells us what we are. He tells us that we are part of Him, and we are the light of the world, and we're a town built on a hill what that cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see the good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Right? Everybody understand that? Okay. So now, hopefully I'm not, I'm not just trickling along. Hopefully it's making a little sense. So, darkness is actually, it's a word. And, you know, we all know what that means. Darkness is without light. That's what the dictionary, that's really what the dictionary says about it. Darkness is the direct opposite of lightness. It is defined as a lack of illumination and absence of visible, visible light. Darkness has no unit of measurement. Light does have unit of measurement. Lumens is a, is a unit of measurement that we measure light. Nobody comes in, you know, we, we, scientifically is what I'm talking about. I can come in and say that's pitch dark or pitch black, right? But what does that mean? What does pitch black mean? Thank you, Frankie. There's no light. That's really the scientific answer. It's not that it's the most dark. I mean, granted, that's right. Don't get me wrong. Because we're country folk and that's what we're going to say. But scientifically, it really means there's no light. So what does it mean? So what would happen if we introduced any kind of light into the darkness? Would the darkness be able to stop the light from coming in? No. It can't do anything about it. Right? Do we agree? So who's that, who has the authority in the relationship between light and darkness? Light has the authority between light and darkness. Darkness cannot fight light. 
For one thing, light controls darkness and it makes darkness. Without light, darkness is not a thing. Because darkness is only the absence of light. So if you don't have light, you don't have the absence of anything. So darkness really wouldn't even have a name at that point. I know that's kind of... Hope you understand that. Trust me, I didn't at first. So let, let me use an example. Like I told you... Okay. So this is a camera that I use. It's, it's a basic camera. Okay? I used an even better one when I worked for the police department. This one, they, the fire department gave me a bad one. And they don't give me the special. They just want me to get in and get out of that one. But uh, the police department, it's a little more, a little more detailed. So I'm going to act like I'm back at the police department, not the fire department. Because... That was just funner. So, there it was. Listen, taking, taking pictures of burning a building that's burnt down and rummaging through ash and people's clothes and all that, that's really not fun. I'm just going to be honest with you. If any of my guys are listening, sorry, it's not fun. <laughs> it's just not. Um, there's just no, I mean, there's nobody shooting back at you. you know, I, was saying, I don't want that either, but... Uh, huh? The adrenaline rush, yeah, but I'm 40, so I don't know how much adrenaline I could take. Um, but, okay. So, the importance of a camera to, to capture a moment, to capture a moment in time, to capture a scene in time, all depends on what do you think. All depends on light. Everything about this camera is conducive to how much light can get into it. So I'm going to go over a few of those things that that um, help it. So now we all can do this. We all could use this camera, and there's a button that says auto, and we go and it's it becomes a point and shoot camera is what we call it. Just like the ones you get at Walmart, you can wind it up. Let me tell you, that's what, we, what they used to use, right? Just before I got into the business, that's what they used. And guess where they'd go get the film from a crime scene developed? Walmart. I mean, there's dead bodies and all kinds of stuff. And that, I mean, I'm serious. They, they did. They'd take it there, and then they'd get it back. And, you know, they had to show that they had, they had uh, given it to them, and then they got it back, and all chain of custody and all that good stuff. But still, I mean, just imagine being that that developer at Walmart. Woo! Anyway, sorry, I digress. I'm trying to, I'm trying to stay on, on task. But anyway, there's an auto button on here. And guess this, the auto button de depicts or de detects how much light is in the room, outside, anywhere. And when you barely depress this button in auto, and these things start moving. You know, I mean, it starts doing all kinds of stuff. And there's a screen that comes up on the back. And it's starting to, there's, there's all, you've seen that pops up? Because it says there's not enough light in the room. I've got to put some light in the room when, I, when you actually finally hit that button. But if you just barely touch it, it starts, it starts doing stuff. There's a lot of light in this room. It's not doing much. See, anybody see it moving just a, let's see. See it moving just a little bit? I'm not doing that. The, but the camera's doing that. Well, 
Unfortunately, we can't do that in the job that we do. So we have to go to this M button, and it's called manual. That means you're the smartness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so somebody that made billions of dollars on this thing, creating it, and now I control it. <laughs> I don't make a billion dollars. But anyway. So, but once I put it on the manual, I've got to know about how to work that camera. So there's three main things that work this camera to get light in it. There's what's called a shutter speed, there's called an ISO speed, and there's called an aperture. Okay? So let's start with shutter speed. You can put that picture up. Shutter speed is exactly what it sounds like. It's the speed at which the shutter of the camera closes. The fast, sh the fast shutter speed creates a shorter exposure, which means it's quicker. Okay? That's a, I mean, that, that's definitely not quick, but... You know, a camera is much faster. But I'm just saying it's going fast, okay? That's a fast shutter speed. If I want to stop, if I want to make that shutter speed slower, that means that that lids is opening a little slower and then closing. Instead of being like that, it's like, like that, just as an example, okay? So when you, when you have a fast shutter speed, that's what you're going to do with somebody in motion. Because it doesn't let all that noise of him moving or her moving into your picture. Okay? If you slower that shutter speed, that means it's open longer. Guess what you're going to get? You're going to get some blurriness on this end. Okay? This end is a slower shutter speed. That end is one one thousandth. Right? So he's running. It's a clear picture. As you slower the shutter speed, the more movement blurriness you get okay and that's all because you're letting in more light the longer it's open more light comes in the the quicker it's the quicker it shuts the less light comes in okay everybody understand that i'm just telling y'all this to so you understand light that's all i'm trying to do okay you you don't have to know how to work a camera i promise we ain't going to give pass out camera at, you know, on Sunday and ask you to take pictures for us. Okay, I'm just saying. All right, now, next. Next is the aperture, and some people know it as the F-stop. Okay, it's like the pupil of your eye. So you walk in a dark room, guess what your eye does? It opens. It dilates, right? So that, what, more light can enter into your eye so you can see better. Right? Now... What happens is when you open that, open your eye, your eye dilates, everything is, is not focused. You lose your what you call a depth of field. So everything is just right here. You may not can see what's 10 feet away, but you can see what's 2 feet away. Right? Because your eyes have adjusted to the lack of light. Now, when you go into like the outside, from the inside to the outside and it's real bright, your eye shuts down because... Man, that's too much light, right? But you do it like that, right? We do it like that. But a lot of the time, it sharpens our image to the point because there's so much light, okay? Everybody understand that? More light, bigger, bigger aperture. We can change the camera to allow more light. And we can adjust it with the amount of shutter speed, right? So all those work together. Last one. Let me go to my next. The last one is called the ISO speed. Okay? This works in conjunction with the aperture and 
uh, the shutter speed. The less ISO speed, the less light comes in. The quick, you know, the more ISO number, the more light comes in. Okay, but if you go to the sixteen hundred and you take a picture with your aperture open and your shutter speed slow, you're going to get a grainy picture. It's going to be really white. Okay, so you have to adjust both. the The one hundred to two hundred is going to get you your best picture with no grain, with no digital noise, because you're because you're adjusting it with your aperture and your shutter speed to let in light. Okay. So sadly, increasing your camera's ISO speed comes at a cost. It also increases the amount of digital noise present in your photo. Noise is the digital equivalent of film grain, and it shows up as a lot of tiny, tiny colored dots, which is particularly noticeable in a darker area. Okay, does everybody know how a camera works? That's all I wanted to say. Okay, now, about, the, about, about all that. Now, what I can do is I could make this um, light, complete, this room completely dark if I wanted to, right? And I, I could set my camera there. And if I take this and I put it in manual mode and I put it on a bulb setting, I can take that shutter speed and I can lock it open. And it's going to stay open until I tell it to shut. So that means it's taking in every amount of light that it can. Okay? In a completely dark room, where there's no light that can get in, it's never going to get any clearer. Okay? But what I can do sometimes is I can open that thing up, and it's so basically it's taking the picture, but it's still taking the picture. It's still taking the picture. And I can walk around, and I know this, this is all I had. Okay? Sorry. I had that big one, but the batteries are dead. But I can go inside where I want to take that picture and I can hit a light on it. And I can just that quick. Boom, I can light something up that quick. And then I come back over here and I shut it. I took the picture. And where I lit up in the picture, there will be no more darkness. There'll be whatever the picture was taken. Okay? Sometimes I may want to take a picture of this whole room but I want to focus on this part of the pew. So all of that's dark, but I want to light up that. Boom. That's all I got to do. And then I shut it. I light that up. If I want to light up the whole thing, then I will open that thing up and I'll start going like, I'll just take that thing and paint the picture that I want to take. And I turn it off and I shut the camera, you know, and I close the shutter speed. Shut, close the shutter. Close the window shades. Close the blinds. And when that picture develops, there'll be light. Where I painted. Light. Because the darkness can't override what I'm doing with my light. It can, it can do anything it wants to when I'm not putting light on it. But once I put light on it, it can't, it can't fight me on it, basically. Right? So, I can, I can take a laser and I can write names in it. I mean, it's just fun. It's, I've taught a class on it, and it's funner in that class because we use crime scenes, but uh, I didn't want to do that here. Because uh, I tried to get somebody that would be a victim, but they didn't really want to be a victim. So, uh, 
But here's the thing. Here's the thing about uh, darkness. Okay, darkness isn't dumb. Darkness can, if I'm trying to take a picture, and even if I try to light up this whole thing, sometimes it'll try to find that little place underneath there that my light didn't get to. Or that I have the settings too much where the depth of field or the focus isn't right, and it doesn't get to that little spot right there. Now, I got all this. I got, the, I got a lot of it, and I got what's right in front of me. But I may not have got what's underneath that bench right there. And sometimes I have to go and take my light. And I have to get right underneath there. And I've, this is already lit up. And I've got to shine it right there. To put light on that darkness. And I can do that while I'm taking the picture. But I just have to come and specifically put my light on that part. Sometimes we get to that point where we're new. And, and we start a relationship with Jesus, and, and we're, we deal with what's right in front of us. And then we, we think we're done. We think, we think we're, we're through. Because let me tell you, that's what the world's told us all we have to do. That's what religion told us all we have to do. We just have to go up here. We have to do what they told us. We have to talk to the preacher a little bit. And then we're done. Then you can go live the what, you know, Grace. Grace. Let me tell you, we, we can't make it but without grace, right? But let me tell you, that's not a license, right? We all know that. That's not a license to sin. So there's sometimes we can deal with what's right in front of us. And that's great to do. Man, let me tell you, that'll take some weight off your shoulders. That'll, that'll do a wonders for your life. That'll do wonders for your marriage to deal with the things that are right in front of you. But as you grow, you get off the milk, Right? And we start eating some real food. And we start taking in and taking care of some things that may be hidden a little bit. And if we don't ever take care of that, it can start festering and become what's right in front of us. And we may not ever see it. It may block the light that we had initially. Alright? Everybody understand that? Okay, I'm like a page and a half in. i got to quit talking. i got to quit ranting. Let me go to. Uh, let me read your Ephesians. I'm on. I'm on a. I'm on a take. I want to take us to a place, a different uh, kind of just as we progress. Ephesians five, eight, and we may go to twenty. We may we may read it all, but it, it won't take long. For you were once in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Right. So that's what we're talking about. We we came in. Right? We started a relationship with Jesus. We've become His children. He says we've, that He wants us to be like Him. He wants us to be His hands and feet here on earth. We, he tells us you know, we want to have heaven on earth. Right? So we want to imitate our King, our Father, our Savior. Right? And He wants us to do that. He wants to use us here on earth as His vessels and His prophets to, to spread His message. Just like He did in the Great Commission. Just like He did to the apostles. Just like He sent out the, the 70 others after that. 72 others. He sent them out two by two. He said, I'm the light of the world. Now you go tell everybody about it. And let me tell you, I'm going to give you some power. 
Hey, I'm not going to get to that yet. Hold on. Hold on. So, for you were once in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what is the disobedient, what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. That is why it said, Wake up, sleeper, raise from the dead, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery, or debauchery, whatever that, whatever, however you say that. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, uh, with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Light. Light is the authority that takes this picture. Would everybody agree with that? Light is the authority that allows that camp to allow that camera to be able to do what it does. Without it, that camera is useless. We can take a picture and it's going to look just like that wall. I can overcome darkness simply by what? Adding light. Who is light? Jesus is light. Jesus created darkness. We've already discussed that, right? It's as simple as that for us. It's as simple as that as Him telling us what to do. How to beat darkness. It's like, give them me. Give the darkness me. Speak my name into the darkness. And the darkness can't fight it. Because guess what? I created it. It knows that it can't fight me. But, uh, but it's dumb and it's smart at the same time because it can find the cracks. Right? So let's not, let's, not be, let's not be ignorant about it. But it's, it's still dumb enough to try to fight, but it knows that it can't. It's fighting a losing battle, right? Now... The only thing it's dependent on is for you not to shine the light on it. So then now, who's the dumb one? Right? I mean, right? I've done it before, right? Try to say, try to use Jeremy Dan's name as the authority and go, hey, I can beat that. I can beat that. And every minute that I say I can beat that, it gets darker and darker in my life. Got a little ahead of myself. I had to skip that part. Now, sometimes when I when I when I I've done this, I've left the shutter open, and it's really dark, and I just want I don't want a lot of light because I don't want my picture overexposed. I may just stand back and real quick, just give it a little bit. You know, sometimes sometimes in our walk, that's all we get with people. 
is a little flash of light. That's all they ever see in their dark world. It may be passing you in Walmart. It may be seeing you at Whataburger. It may be dealing with you in a drive-thru. And just think, if that's the only, if you claim to be a child of God and a child of light, that one snapshot you get with somebody, are you going to shine the light to them? Or are you going to let them continue to be in their darkness and never see light coming to them? It's up to you. That's what He commanded us to do. Is to go out and, and speak for Him. Speak for Him on His behalf. I said it Sunday, right? We were here Sunday. That I can go to a domestic disturbance. And I can go introduce myself. I could go in these clothes right here. And I can go up and I say, hey, I'm Jeremy Pate. I hear you're fighting. I need you to turn around and put your hands behind your back. Uh, what? Who the are you? I mean, that's what's going to happen. I'm going to be honest with you. That's what they're going to say. What do you mean? I'm Jeremy Pate. What do you mean? Who am I? I'm Jeremy Pate. You don't know who I am? I'm here to save you. You know? I'm here to do a job. Not here you ain't. You don't belong here. You need to leave. Now, I go home and I dig in my closet and I find that uniform and I find that badge and then I walk up and I say, listen, I am Jeremy Pate but I'm with Jacksonville Police Department, certified with the state of Texas. I need you to put your hands behind your back because you assaulted your wife. Now, they may still say no, <laughs> but we're going to have a different response than me leaving. I'm going to say, too bad for your luck. I've got a little more authority now. I'm speaking for the state of Texas. I'm speaking for the city of Jacksonville. I'm speaking for that victim that's right beside you. I'm not moving. I'm not leaving. So you can either comply and what, I guess what we'd say was, you can do it the easy way or we can do it the hard way. And either way, you're going. It's just a matter of where we're, if we're going to take a detour before we get to the jail. We may detour at the hospital. And it may be for both of us. Trust me. I've had that happen too. I mean, I'm just saying, there's some bad folks. You know, but I don't fight fair. I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't fight fair. All right. So listen, that authority comes not by my name, right? But it came from the state of Texas, gave it to me, right? So your authority to speak to the darkness does not come because you're you. It comes because of the authority that you have a relationship with that is saying that I'm light and darkness cannot, cannot fight me. But when you continue to go in your own name, in your own strength, in your own will, you're going to continue to get kicked back every time. And you're never going to be able to defeat it. You know what they may do every once in a while? They're, I may find somebody that goes, 
Oh, really? You're Jeremy? Oh, I'm so sorry. I mean, I may find one out of 30. But I'm going to tell you what. As soon as he realizes that I have no authority, they're going to change. It's going to change. So, so you may can speak and think in your own will you can defeat that enemy, that darkness. And they may stop for a second. But once they realize that, and you don't really have nobody with you. You don't really have any authority. They're going to come back strong at you. Because now they think you done, that you did them wrong. They're going to be even madder. Okay? Right? Everybody agree with that? In James, I didn't give you this one, so don't worry about it. Uh, I'm sorry, not James. Let's do Matthew 28 and 8, which, is the great, which was the Great Commission. Right? Jesus said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Right? That's what He told the disciples. He said, He, he, said, he told them that. And He said, Behold, I have, I, give, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. He said, he said that in Luke. He, but he was talking, it was at the same time, he was talking to uh, the people that he was sending out two by two. He said, listen, I've given you, I've, given, I've been given the authority. Let's do, the, let's do the chain of command. I've been given the authority by my father. And now I need some help. I need some people, because I'm fixing to go back up, you know, I'm going back up to heaven. And I need y'all to carry out, carry out the mission. So now I need to give y'all the authority to trample on serpents and deal with scorpions and deal with the darkness and deal with the things that, that, that I need you to deal with. But I've got to give it to you. And you've got to call on it by using my name. So and then it says in James 4 and 7, it says, Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will what? He will flee. Now, Here's the thing we have to be careful about. Is that's awesome authority to get from the king of kings. I mean, you know, if a king comes down and says, man, you're, you're my guy. You're my guy. Can you go talk to so-and-so for me? And you're, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll go tell him. You bet your bottom dollar I'll tell him. I've been wanting to talk to him. And thank you for giving me that time permission to do it. Because I've been waiting. Been waiting to tell Jaron what to do. His mom and daddy been protecting him, and they're gone now. And they said I could do it. Right? Amen. Right? We all we all wanted to say it, all right? Just you know, on PKs, you know. Now. We have to make sure we're using that authority correctly, right? We are servants of the king. We come in his name, but we are not the king. When you begin to start thinking that you're the king, you mess up and you hurt people. We have to be responsible in our authority and make sure our authority through Christ has the fruit element. So his spirit is with us to give us that authority, right? But... It says the fruits of the Spirit are what? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, faith, temperance. And against such, can't nobody fight it. Right? There's no law. Nobody can fight the fruits of the Spirit. 
The fruits of the Spirit belong to the Spirit. The Spirit belongs to Jesus. Jesus is light. So when we have the Spirit in us, what are we? We are light. And nothing can fight it. Including darkness, right? Am I tying it together decently for you? But let me tell you what we can do sometimes when we want to shine that light. I can come over here and do the same thing that I said a while ago. And I can shine this light in his eye for two hours. I wasn't going to do it because he's sensitive. And guess what it's going to do to him? It's going to blind him. It's going to hurt him. So just because you have the light and you are the light, we need to use it with the fruits. Because let me tell you, I'm not the one you have to serve. Pastor Jeremy and Bree are not the ones you serve. We're just a mouthpiece. We're mouthpiece leading you to the King of Kings. We're, we're, we're representing a light, but we are not the judgment light. So you don't ever have to serve me, or you don't have to, have to ever have to serve them to have a relationship with God and get to heaven. I'm sorry, you just don't. Now, we want to serve together. We want to, we want to um, not forsake the business of getting together. Don't get me wrong. But it ain't me you better be coming for. Because I can tell you, I'm going to fail you. I fail me all the time. You can, you can uh, whoever's playing, you can play a little bit. I'll, I'll close here in just a second. So you have to be responsible with the light that God has given you when you start a relationship with Jesus. You need to be uh, excited. You need to be wanting to do things. You need to be, you know, wanting to wanting to get a better relationship. You need to be wanting to get further in. But sometimes we do have to be careful with how we present it. To people that are in darkness. You, you know, you want, I mean, I don't know if you wondered or not, but you wonder why you lose friends when you start coming to church and having a relationship with God. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Because when you come around, their darkness goes away. Because your light shines on them. And guess what? They don't want that. Some people don't want it because it exposes. It's not that, listen, I'm going to tell you something. Lord, help me here. I don't want to speak wrong, but it's God's job to judge us. Not mine. And I know I just said it. But when I'm talking about expose it, I'm just meaning you just be in there and shining God's light exposes it. You don't have to be the one that puts your thumb on them and tells them everything they're doing wrong. You just being in the presence exposes it and that makes them uncomfortable all right it, they're already uncomfortable when you walk in the door that's why they don't want to hang out with you anymore so let me tell you what happens when you start barking at them they ain't never going to come because now they feel condemned it's not conviction it's condemnation so be careful when you, I'm just telling you, your light is already intimidating. 
Because their darkness doesn't like it. That's why they don't want to be around you. It makes them feel bad to do those things that y'all used to do together. That now that you may not do. But you know, you're like, I still love you. I love you. And I want to be around you because you're my friend and we've been friends all our life. But they, they may still want to do those things that, that y'all did together. And you're just like, hey, I want to hang out with you and I want to do some. I just don't want to do those things. And they get uncomfortable. I get it. It's hard. But your light is important to continue to shine so that they have a beacon. That's right. And it's the most important is love, right? They got to have something to look at, to come to. Because they, they I'm going to be honest with you, they're going to keep backing up for a little bit. They're going to keep going, oh, no. Love you too, man. See ya. Right? But if you turn and walk away, if you just say, forget you, then they'll remain in their darkness. I promise you. They'll remain in that darkness because they don't know where to go. But if you hold steadfast with your light, they will at least, at least be that vessel that's in the dark, tossing, turning, in the storm. And then they see that lighthouse. That's you. And you, you haven't said a word. You've just been shining your light out over the ocean. And they're like, I need to get there. I need to get to that place because that's a place of safety. That's a place where my darkness, where I, where I can see again. John the Revelator, and I'm almost, I'm going to try to get done, guys. I, I'm sorry. Got three minutes, maybe 10. No, I got three. John was on the Isle of Patmos, right? And he, he basically wrote revelations right through his, through his uh, meetings with the Lord, however you want to say that, through his, his revelations that he got. And he talked about seeing uh, Jerusalem coming down. He talked about the new Jerusalem. And he talked about the gates and what they were made of. And um, talked about the jasper walls and, and all the, uh, the uh, 12 gates. And there was three on each side, the north, south, east, and west. Talked about all that. And then he gets down to the end and he says, this was powerful when I was reading it or typing it down today. In 20, in, uh, let me get you a reference so you don't, you're not just lost. Revelations um, 21. Revelations 21 and start with in the 21st verse. If you can quickly go there. No, 22nd verse. It says, I did not see a temple in the city because the Lord Almighty is the temple. And the Lamb is the temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it. He gave us that to give us light. But in, in the new Jerusalem, they does not need the sun and the moon. 
For the glory of God is light, is the light. And He does not need anything else. And the Lamb is the lamp. The nations will walk by its light and the kings of the earth will bring the splendor into it. On no day will the on no day will the gate shut for there will be no night always going to be light because God is light there's not going to be any darkness that can enter as it says nothing impure will ever enter it nor will anyone who does what is shameful and deceitful but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life there will be no more darkness there because God is light and darkness cannot compete God, no darkness cannot compete with our God. But the problem is, the, the, I say the problem, the thing you have to do is you have to be willing to accept the light in your life, first of all. And then He calls you to go out and witness. And that's spread the light. The only reason there's darkness is for lack of light. So if you want to know why your schools are going through what they're going through, there's a lack of light. If you want to know why our nation is going through what it's going through, there's a lack of light that's shining down. And God said, listen, I'm here, but you're not doing it. I'm here, I'm willing, but I'm not going to fight your will for it. So the only reason again that there's darkness anywhere is the fact that somebody's not giving it light because darkness is ruled by the king of light and it only has power when you let it have power when you give it a unit of measurement that it doesn't have in and of itself. It thinks it does, just like I may think my name means something when I go to, to a scene. But when in, in reality, when I get there and nobody acknowledges my authority, then my authority means nothing. Then what I think means nothing. When somebody shines a light on the fact that I'm doing it wrong, then my authority goes out the way because it's not the right way. So what I just implore you today is that if you're letting darkness have some authority over you, there's a simple solution. You don't have to have fancy words. I never do. I never have them. You don't ever have to have fancy words. It's a simple Jesus. You throw that out there and they start trembling. Oh, what'd he say? What'd he say? Did you hear him? Did he say something? I don't think I heard him. No, I didn't hear him. No, I didn't. Jesus. I heard it that time. Oh, no, I did hear it. Yeah. Yep, I heard it. Yep, that's what he said. Yep. Yep, I remember him. Yep. Let me see if he's for real, though. Because that's going to happen. They're going to keep trying. 
with no authority, they're going to keep trying. But you have to continue to tell them who the real authority is. Jesus. Then you start getting a little bit of confidence in yourself. Right? And then we start saying it a little bit more better. Jesus. Demons will flee at the name of Jesus. Amen. Darkness will hide at the name of Jesus. I just want y'all to have some confidence tonight that says, all I got to do is speak the name of Jesus. And let me tell you, the darkness has to flee. The darkness has to go. So I'm going to give you a minute. I know it's 8.03. You don't have to. I'm going to let the altars be open. That's up to you. You're going to be on your own. I'm not going to mess with you. If you need some confidence in the relationship that you have with Jesus to be able to fight the darkness. He's here ready for you. He's always here. He's just waiting for you to break your will, for you to use Him to be your authority. That's all He's waiting for. And that's all I have. They're going to play. Altars are open. If you're going to, you know, if you don't, uh, chat in the lobby. Let anybody that's going to pray, pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. Hope everybody has a safe trip home tonight. Thank you. Holy Spirit, break us. Come and overtake us. You're the one we're living for. Holy Spirit.
creep.